Hey everyone, this is Albert from the Topic Podcast Network. The following episode is brought to you by the Topic Podcast Network. It is a completely 100% listener-supported network. If you wanted to help us out, please head to co-fee.com forward slash topic network and also patreon.com forward slash topic network. Enjoy the show. How does this day find you in the lands between, my friend? Um, it's actually pretty, like, surprisingly like, busy today. Um, mm-hmm. I had I came in from like someone's uh, garden party or their bridal shower, basically. Um, and I was like, oh wow, that actually coincides really nicely to getting the day off too. <laughs> oh well, that's perfect then. Excellent. And there's nothing quite like. Um, you know, because I'm an introvert, I don't know if you are as well, but um, after something kind of, you know, with lots of people, like a bridal shower or whatever, it's just knowing that you have this space to kind of like decompress and um, hopefully that's the vibe that you get from the show, which is, that's the whole deal with everything on Topic Podcast Network. It's just, it's just chilling out like a lot of, ready? I'll, I'll do a little preview of what some people have podcast energy ready. Yeah, sure. Hi, welcome to the Elden Ring podcast. So great to see you. And it's just automatically my energy levels drop when people are like even the <laughs> little, even the tiniest bit like contrived or so I just you seem like a real one of the real ones as they say. Um that sounds amazing. Um sure. A, a little glimpse into the life of the Technomats and now could you edit <laughs> could you edify us on the the origins of that name? Um so I don't know how this how um i guess like i guess if um i'm not really sure how well it comes across in either like website or maybe some of the things that people might have seen on Mm -hmm. the instagram feed um or i guess art station too um but i work right now at um nasa as one of their security analysts Mm -hmm. um so we're we're mainly dealing with like computers and whatnot um and I think probably for most of like my career, it's been a lot of focusing on like focusing on doing much more like technical work, but with mm-hmm. an emphasis on like security. So um, for me, uh, the name was kind of just like a nickname I added to like a red bubble shop that I set up Excellent. like very early on. I think maybe like it might have been before the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll, I just want to make art for, like, vulnerabilities and, like, CVEs and stuff. And, yeah, just cutesy little, like, things that um, that people can just look at and feel a little bit less, um, I don't want to say, like, soulless, but a little bit it's more. Important. <laughs> like, so. I do government stuff. Uh, it's like, it's like kind of like pencil, pencil pushing a little bit. Um, it, I know that it's I know that it, it's additive um, what I do like it's um, let's just in broad strokes I'll just say it's like um, um, like su- capability support so just like anything a certain team needs to be able to do what they need we just sort of come in and like develop assets and you know that's where my sort of layout stuff comes from across the whole network I love layout so you with this, this sort of comparison to but that's I need to like I think you're you're doing something very healthy, which is like needing to kind of keep an outlet to to be able to like um um you know keep that 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 I, I suppose anyone from video game industry, which by the way 
my goal is for you from here to have people like at you from for being on the show and being like hold on a minute she's like super talented this is an extremely interesting worthwhile endeavor and my best case scenario is this trickles up to from soft and they're like but that's amazing the idea of an in-world tone you know this person is like almost if you think about it like nasa person doing this amazingly like <laughs> fantasy tastic thing so i just yeah. think that you've you've done that really interesting juxtaposition that i think it's it's probably very creatively healthy and like personally healthy as well it's really good yeah it's definitely i think um i guess like to it's definitely i think a lot of people they really kind of fantasize or at least they long for just like a pre-industrial like pre-digital like era mm, yeah uh, i definitely i i didn't really start out as like being an engineer at all um so it's only been i mean i guess it's been seven years gosh wow there you go. <laughs> yeah it's been seven <laughs> years since i just decided like okay i guess i will try out this um i will try to do this um app design or and such um yeah i guess like the reason why i kind of picked something like technomancer was mainly just to have like a different way of showcasing or like understanding or at least remembering um note taking okay. i yeah i i really personally i i don't like to read um really dry textbooks um mm. there is a place and there's a time and a place for them for sure but i guess to me when i see like a big block of text and it's like oh networking packets and you know this is what what it's communicating and this is like the hash that it's using um I guess there's something in my brain that kind of just you gotta happen. break it up with visuals i i do the exact same thing so that's literally what i do i create like infographic and stuff so even this i just um put this one out so it's a story that i wrote um and like every page has like just like something like uh, some of the sketches that i've done of like creatures and stuff because otherwise um yeah i just don't i just don't think that uh if we want to get like anthropological on on the Elden Ring podcast today, it's uh, we are still so close in terms of the timeline to our like, you know, hunter gatherer people who would like paint on, you know, like handprints and like designs on like cave walls. Like we're only about a couple ten thousand, whatever, however long we are from there. But it's so comparatively recent. That's why we still have very much like hunter gatherer bodies as well, which is why we have like we're, we're tall. Like we naturally, unless you include some of this like societal stuff of like saturated fats or whatever. Like if you left us to our evolutionary devices, we would um, basically be hunter gatherers who painted and, and created a lot. You know, then the brain, which is like a little bit more. This is this is getting into bloodborne territory. Talking about like evolving to the next stage of human oh, human yeah. evolution. Um, uh, I noticed you're a big bloodborne person, and I followed you on the bloodborne podcast. So I'm just gonna do chuck an Italian and be like, I automatically embrace and invite you to the bloodborne podcast down the line. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I I'm like it amuses me that like bloodborne is still. I mean, Dark Souls it. Dark Souls makes sense because there's three games for it, and even in one game, there's just so it's like a really big game. Bloodborne is it's not a small game either, but it really like kind of amazes me that it still has like a very active like fan base and like community around it. That there's still like 
they're still playing it. Although yeah. I guess that's a testament to the goodness of the game too. It, it is, and get this. So think of how much staying power Bloodborne has had, just with its, you know, I would say it maybe, certainly it, it bumped from soft from its, you know, Dark Souls to Bloodborne. You could tell there was a noticeable like it was a PlayStation Four exclusive. It it brought you know, a lot of people who had never played a FromSoft game before into the fold and just onto itself has had this um, legacy and, you know, the Reddit is super active. I've, I've pitched maybe even twice how you would very feasibly do an animated prequel story for Bergenworth on, like, Netflix or something where, you know, because Castlevania, you have that precedent there for, like, a very effective... I think it's even, um, again... You know, when something is good at excellent enough, it, it, it sort of transcends its genre and sort of reaches people. It's like a, a language that all humans speak of like, this is quality, no matter what genre. And, you know, I've, I've said this about Elden Ring too, how it's very fertile for that, that sort of thing. But one of the appeals also is the, uh, one, one of my favorite terms, which is the fragmented storytelling, which you are a, a fragment assembler, you know, as you go <laughs> along. So, um, but without this turning into the Bloodborne podcast, yeah. I am about to actually, because we're still a little bit talking about your name, then we'll launch into your sort of like Elden Ring story. But okay. I want to, I want to honor this, this notion of like the technomancer, which mm-hmm. is almost techno is like, obviously refers to like that modern, but mancer is so associated with like fantasy. <laughs> so, so I love how you and your name have merged those two etymologically, which is brilliant. Um, Number one. Number two, do you remember in Dark Souls 3 when it would talk about, there was an item description that talked about the Age of Oceans, and like there was a little bit of a, a tease towards what's coming next? Because like Elden Ring is almost like the magnum opus of fantasy, I know they've got Armored Core, but I, I, I immediately, as soon as I saw your name, I'm like, I want FromSoft's next game to have a character or a class be a technomancer you know like they bring in a bit of technology so had to kind of honor honor your choice there maybe um well i guess i i should probably add a bit of a caveat um that there is a game called the technomancer um mm. i've played maybe about an hour of it it's it's not like it's not i i guess like in um if I were to describe it, it feels a little bit like Mass Effect, but it takes place on Mars, and mm. I guess you have similar abilities to it. Um, but I, I just thought it was a cool name. I played it for a bit, um, and until I got subsumed by Elden Ring, <laughs> as we all did. Other games and such. <laughs> as did we all. I notice what you have here. I think in front of your camera, it looks like a microphone, which looks really good. But it's and is it like a stray cable? There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the light. Excellent. Actually, maybe leave it where it was because I think it was illuminating you pretty well. I just wanted to know what it was. That's all. <laughs> no worries. Excellent. So, terrific. Now, Erica, um, your history, if you please, with From Software overall, and then your first point of contact with Elden Ring. Go for it. Oh, all right. My history with From Software was. Um, Okay, from the very, very beginning, um, back in maybe like 2014 or something, or 2013 maybe, um, I had a lot, I was just joining, I had like a lot of, um, a lot of friends who really liked Dark Souls, but they were a little bit more, I think, on the meme side. Uh, so, right. uh, 
the first Dark Souls video that I watched was the Giant Dad one. Um, so I never, I, I never actually, um, it's, it, I think it's, um, they mainly just make like builds and such. Um, but I never really got into like truly like doing a playthrough of Dark Souls itself. It mm -hmm. was, I think, in all of them, like one and two, or no, one and three, I would play like maybe about an hour of it. Um, and two, I don't actually remember why I never really got around to two. It might have just been because like it couldn't run on my 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 laptop at the time. Um, but the game that really got me into um, my gateway Soulsborne game, I guess, was Sekiro or Sekiro. Very good. Oh my gosh, I I know that I definitely I do a lot more Bloodborne stuff, but Sekiro is just the perfect game. It was yeah. It was, like it, it wasn't um. Or it was a Soulsborne game for sure. It was difficult, but it was not difficult in the way that I found Dark Souls to be difficult. Mm. It was fast-paced for starters. I don't remember if you had the if it had a similar mechanic to Bloodborne um, because it's been a while since I played it. But you know how in Bloodborne, how you don't immediately lose health. Like yeah. You, you, if you attack, the regain like, mechanic, like you yeah. can get back your health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if Sekiro had something like that, but um, definitely I think the fast-paced game style really, like, for me, I think, I, I think I'm think i just a fast person, like a fast player. Like, I just, I want to get from, like, point A to point B and mm -hmm. do this and that. Uh, but overall, the game itself was, it had, like, hints of, like, a larger story happening in the background. But at the same time, I felt that the actual plot of the game was much more um much more like easily understood for someone who may not be really used to like the kind of the way that um from software likes to frame its like stories because you know it, it does the whole thing of most of the lores in the the item descriptions and such mm -hmm. um, sekiro like you know famously wolf doesn't really say anything mm -hmm. <laughs> but i think after watching like some some like lore videos and kind of just playing through the game um it was actually pretty like cohesive in terms of understanding mm -hmm. it bloodborne was a little harder um like that was the one after um the game that i picked up like afterwards because um it was a lot more like fast paced too um that was the recommendation that a lot of my friends gave uh so i tried it and it was like you know this is a like a very dark and dreary kind of setting, um, mm -hmm. but if it was a lot brighter, I would like to live here and you know, not. Kinda. Well, okay, if we ignore like the horrible like Cthulhu yeah. monsters in it and uh, the whole like deal with the healing church, um, it looks charming. I'm sure it would look nice in the day. <laughs> yeah, there's a you know we're we're, we're looking at like house of the dragon and rings of power coming out which are these things that take place that then set up what most people know to be the story of like you know game of thrones or lord of the rings what i would love is um a yarnum series where we can just at least see just before the bloom goes off the rose as as is said to to see yarnum at the height of its powers um but in a way we sort of get that spiritually with elden ring um even though it does show like a, a post-shattering world it's still very early on so there are wandering wandering corpses there are all these things that we love from software for but like lane dell you know like the capital city and 
um, uh, this this expansive, bright, you know, like maybe the the fact that Elden Ring did so well is is a good test case. I still hold out hope for Bloodborne too, Erica. Do you? Do you? I think I've got like some mixed feelings about it because I know there's sort of that thing where I feel like if any like studio could pull it off like you know the curse of like writing a sequel is that everyone will always measure it up to the previous one yeah. i feel like they could but there's always like that thought and bloodborne i think it was pretty like decent like on its own um so i think like i'm not clamoring for it although hmm, i'm not clamoring for it um but it would be interesting to see like how they play it out um because there's definitely there's definitely a lot to it that could be like expanded upon too and i don't know if you read like the comic books for it but oh yeah that's, oh yeah that's been really good for i guess getting like a, a different a slightly different like image of like how things are these are fantastic people this is what uh eric is talking about the um just magnificent by alec cart and kowalski and simpson yeah. they're um They've done they've done an excellent job with um, keeping that abstract kind of almost like an art film like it's very scattered and fragmented but it still feels like you're immersed and and I just wish there would be more of those you know we we know you and I were speaking about um, you know imagery and like words sure they're great but I just think ninety percent of communication is 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 nonverbal anyway you know and through images and and. Um, body language so that's why I think what you do um, which now I, I guess we have to like we we interrupt this Elden Ring podcast to discuss this extremely like the endeavor that you're undertaking which I just like I, I, I it yeah it, it, it you know it makes one fail verbally <laughs> to, to, to try to try and to try and articulate like so I'm an old Final Fantasy guy, Vagrant Story guy, and for the longest time, I um I was like, wouldn't it be cool if, if someone just like went through one of these games and just like s like sketched you know sketched out like characters they met and dialogue they heard as though they were an in-world character navigating this story. It's like and sh but and so you, sure you'll see some people like write down notes and little diagrams of maps and passcodes and stuff, but you've decided to do this thing which. I mean, all over the edit right now, and even in the intro to the episode, there's there was this, you know, compilation of of all your wonderful um, margin illustrations, like this, the stuff that makes people want to pour through grimoires and tomes, you know. And I'm just so excited that you're doing this, and I'm very grateful that you're doing this, and thank you for doing this. So, how did you get onto that idea of of wanting to make that? Thanks. Um two things really um the first one was okay admittedly like the text was really kind of there it's more of a placeholder for future notes um i guess i'll like maybe like pull up hmm. oh wow here we go you can just like i'll i'll do some fancy editing you can i can cut to it and so okay. there's this one look at uh, look at that that's so cool. this one, um, I guess this one was sort of, this one isn't like the first, um, and I actually don't really know like how to get any more of them because the place I usually buy from them doesn't stock them anymore, but. Oh yeah. 
you know, they honestly kind of started as more of just ways to, like, this one I actually did for a, for a client and whatnot, um, oh, but you can cool. see the handheld radio notes. It's nice. because, again, like, I kind of like to have just something to break up the monotony of, like, a wall of text. That's um, good. Me so, too. yeah. I mean, um, actually, now I notice your jackalope. Uh, oh, so yeah. I need, I would do a cryptid podcast. I love cryptids, and Ooh. I would like to officially commission you to do a cryptid like Erica's Ooh. Erica's guide to cryptids. And it's like left page, left illustrated illustration, and then yeah. on the right, there's all the text about like what the cryptid is. I officially commissioned that if you ever wanted to like make that. I, I think I might be because, um, well, it depends on like sort of like timelines and whatnot, or I don't really like to say like timelines, but just uh, just things that are B bandwidth, yeah. like whatever you can like yeah, dedicate time to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find one, but I mean, for example, like oh man, this one is again chicken scratch, but this one is you probably can't uh, really read the text all that well, but I know cool. I was scribbling down more notes to kind of just. I was yeah. supposed to the handheld radio test like this year, but I guess um, maybe that'll be an effort for next year. <laughs> okay, that's but amazing. Yeah. I just, once again, I just, I so appreciate that union of worlds, like yes. that you're just fitting this in. And it's very, Erica, it's very idiosyncratic. Like I just have, I've, I've some, I've, you know, spoken with people on the show and other shows like, okay, so this is their deal. And um, you sure that, but, but the fact that you, you weave it in like this, just mm -hmm. to see that image of like the radio waves and then <laughs> the the like is that is that that was an uh, Elden Ring windmill or a Bloodborne windmill? Oh, that was um oh crap! I actually don't remember. That was um supposed to be a an image from someone else's uh their own like original like work and whatnot. Okay. I don't actually remember. I did like a few other things. Honestly, like Elden Ring's been interesting because it's sort of like a step towards like. A step more towards like fantasy as opposed to like mm -hmm. um sci-fi uh which is usually like what usually what i would do if i was doing like digital art and whatnot um are you are you mostly in the realm of sci-fi would you say like what's what's kind <laughs> of what is erica's like pie chart of interests oh pie chart of interests <laughs> you know uh, i think it's it's weird because like it's like i have like a pre I guess like a pre like engineer me and like a post engineer me mm -hmm. pre engineer me was definitely much more like fantasy i wanted to be in like dungeons and dragons and i if you ever look at like the rule books mm -hmm. and such it, it was always nice to just read through all of like the the little like the little like details and notice like just mm, the drawings like absolutely uh, i've never actually played world of warcraft but their cookbook has the most relaxed drawings stuff like that i mean this is a this, like a warhammer type like army book but you would have the the text and then some of the rules and then but then the illustrations so you're very much you and i are very much cut from the same cloth also mm -hmm. hot take what did you think of the dungeons and dragons trailer like that's i i didn't i didn't want to watch it because i okay. i i didn't I saw I saw reactions to it. I saw mm -hmm. like bits and pieces of it, and I knew it made me flash back to I don't even remember when the first like Dungeons and Dragons movie came out. Oh, that um, one was horrible. Uable. It, yeah. it it was it, okay, like horrible as in like genuinely unwatchable, or horrible as in 
we could watch this and roast it all day. <laughs> well, the hate hate watching is amazing, but all I'll say is these guys, the guys who who are doing Dungeon Dungeon Dragons, they um they did the one of my favorite films which is called Game Night. And Game Night I find really it's fun, you know. They <laughs> do a game night and then it this shit gets real like criminals and stuff. But the reason why I'm excited actually by this one is because a lot of the like gun you know i think it's guardians of the galaxy people are, are helping them out and it's sort of tapping into that um just like fun sort of light light-hearted kind of approach and there's a genuinely good stinger joke at the end of the trailer and um yeah so i can now provide a counterpoint to some of what you've been seeing maybe in that negative sphere i'll tell you right now i think if you take partner family whatever just you guys go to this movie i think you'll have a good time yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's it, I, I think like the reaction that I saw that was the most interesting was it has quote unquote mad like early two thousands like energy, which oh. that is it, that's such a hard like I, I don't know how like to describe what an early two thousands movie would look like, but if they actually managed to capture that, like no matter how bad it is, yeah. like, that would be impressive. Galaxy um, Quest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? I don't think so, but why does it sound really familiar? Okay, so it was basically a, a pastiche uh, and like a, a send up of um, of uh, Star Trek, and it's parodies. Parody, it's like Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver. Anyway, we're getting very far from the lens between right now, <laughs> which is totally fine. No, no, no. This I'll, is, I'll probably be like warning you. No, no. Listen, <laughs> eclecticism is like my favorite thing on earth. That's why it's like a show for everything. But to yeah. fold it back in, so you you kind of. Um, you gave us this intro to to your kinship with FromSoft through Secular, which is beautiful. Um, and then maybe your first impressions of the Elden Ring trailer, and then like f playing Elden Ring for the first time. What do you go ahead? See, I think it came out, and it was just like you you can. It's like one of those things where you'll watch or you'll listen to like a trailer just because of the music in it. Mm. Because after, I think this might have been the first one, but it's the one where you see Melania. Is it Melania or Melania? Melania, yeah. Okay, Melania. With the helmet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I've heard some people pronounce it differently. So it's like, is it Melania? Or Melania. Melania. I'm kidding. Melania. But anyways, Melania, Melania um, fighting off at that time we didn't know his name we didn't know her name either but mm -hmm. she was fighting off Radon. see yeah. this is one of the reasons why like i actually did start to like draw to keep track of the names yeah because yeah. you you'd find like you'd end up with people like melina and melania um melica yeah, yeah exactly. Erica, like michaela <laughs> stuff i mean you end up with all these sorts of like all sorts of like names where you don't quite they sound like kind of similar enough which i mean like that's why this guy like i just like ended up drawing radagon um okay all right this radagon all right see this is i'm i got, I got mixed up with radon and him mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so like, I, I also i'm going to take this opportunity to say there was recently an article george r martin was like no miyazaki didn't include a lot of characters with names that start with m and r as a tribute to me believe me my name is already on the game I wouldn't have abided by that. I love you, George, but that's a bold-faced lie. Very clearly, it's extremely noticeable, as you can hear with my friend Erica here, <laughs> trying to, I mean, they're, they're beautiful names, but there's just a lot of R names and M names in this game. <laughs> Renala. 
Yeah. You know what is um, kind of interesting is that um, I remember like listening to like the British history podcast talking about um, talking about various like Anglo-Saxon kings like before in like pre like Norman conquest. Um, so very niche topic, but the hardest part about it was honestly just I mean other than learning about the horrible like all these like horrible horrible wars um mm -hmm. was how similar the names sounded to each other so there's a small part of me that kind of wonders like hmm is that like is that like was that on purpose um that all the names <laughs> sound very similar but hmm, now that you pointed out that like the r and the m's and like the g's like hmm, i'm gonna be on the lookout <laughs> okay there you go um so i another impromptu tangent question you're an amazing rabbit in the background just yawned oh, and i and i took that as my cue i'm gonna actually just oh. bow to it and i would like to join its covenant if i if i may <laughs> oh and, you can actually see trixie in the background oh yeah oh. that's right you can it's, so funny. it's beautiful oh, well, because I, yeah her name's trixie <laughs> okay i am now part of if i may consider myself part of the trixie covenant i'm gonna get a little rabbit sigil is that okay yeah, that's fine. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. I'm very excited. You know, just like, did you play? Yeah. Did you play Dark Souls 3? Again, only like okay. an hour. I, I think I remember, I for some reason, I was really adamant about like fighting with the spear the whole time. Okay. Um, okay. That's most of what I remember. It has an amazing soundtrack, though. I listened to it at work. Okay. That's awesome. Extremely powerful, I guess. <laughs> For sure. There's, there's, there's no, no big spoiler, but there's like, you come across a wolf and the wolf is sleeping, I think, or, or dead. I'm not sure, but it's, it's in repose. And, um, hi, hi, Trixie. I just, oh, sorry. I just I <laughs> that's adorable. Um, yeah. And then you can just sort of kneel before it and then you can join its oh. covenant. So it's oh. like a thing. Um, yeah, in, in, in memes as well, but he's got very intense energy and i just like that this amazing story that the back your background is telling anyway i'm very i'm very prone to tangents but okay so but I'm same. I'm tell same. me exactly so what did you play elden ring on um system wise and the first hour or so of gameplay tell me what that kind of um what that did for you i played it on a pc um mm -hmm. amazingly like this pc has never really given us like any trouble whatsoever mm -hmm. even like cyberpunk 2077 i've only had like one major game breaking bug um so yeah pc um and what else? the first hour of playing <laughs> um it was it was neat to kind of like go around because it's it's like the the most colorful i i felt it was the most colorful souls run game uh, outside of Sekiro. Sekiro, yeah yeah mm -hmm. and um i think well okay it was funny because i think i was playing um horizon forbidden west at the same time um and the same button that you use to read the messages is like the same button you use to like interact with things no the same button for you know the one for like jumping and stuff oh that was another really strange thing to do was to, to jump jump yeah but yeah to read or interact with things i think was the same button anyways whenever i was reading messages i would always just do a little jump first until like i got that like muscle memory like out <laughs> so like reading a message would be like Yippee! <laughs> but, that's excellent oh 
Also, um, this did not happen within an hour of the first time playing, but the first time playing off mode, uh, offline, um, it's hard to play offline because um, I guess people can write wrong messages, uh, but generally the messages were kind of handy. Uh, yeah. Little warnings. Yeah, I um, I sometimes it's never to the point where I consider it like a flaw of the game, but um, just that idea of the the merged worlds, like. Uh, I know that Miyazaki was very inspired by. Do you know the story of what inspired him to to incorporate that in for Demon Souls back in the day? So basically, he said, like, you know, in I guess two thousand six or something, um, he he there was a big snowstorm, and um, him and a few other people, Hidetaka Miyazaki, were caught in like a traffic jam, but in the snow, and because the ice was like getting colder or whatever it's that like the car started sliding back and apparently everyone just like almost like a just in response to this got out of their cars and started helping each other just strangers like pushing oh. each other's cars and stuff to just get through this kind of um kind of stressful moment but he was so he was so like taken aback by like the kindness of others and and just the idea that their world their worlds and their stories merged briefly and then just like when you summon someone or someone invades whatever and then they leave and, and he's like and i never learned those people's names or whatever and it was just very inspiring and so that's why he it's woven in although once again just like with sekiro i agree with you the souls formula works perfectly without that element to me personally like without invasions or whatever and oh, that's yeah. why i can appreciate you and i having this thing of like sekiro is sure like he just he was developing actually Sekiro and Elden Ring at the same time, mm. you know. So he literally had his mind split between these two. Um, so, but I I agree. Like you know, the messages can be pretty handy. But would you be okay with there being no messages or world merging at all when you're playing Elden Ring? Um, like I think I haven't really gotten around to playing um, playing with like other people. Um, mm -hmm. I do think it's like a nice like aspect of it, but I think part of what I enjoy about part of what I enjoy, I think about um, Bloodborne and Sekiro in particular is that it's kind, they're mainly like offline games um, because I do like co-op games every now and then um, and sometimes like PvP ones. Um, uh, but I mean, on a whole, it's like you play a game, or at least I play games to kind of escape from. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say people, um, but you, it's just er, Erica. I want to. I want to offer this as your friend yeah. now. Hopefully, mm -hmm. I consider you a friend. I yeah. um, I hold this mirror up to you now. You know what you were saying about how you like to break up your text with images. I think you like to break up your kind of regular kind of life, but with like these big experiences, escapist kind of. You know, I just figured I would draw that parallel. Oh, that is that is a pretty good like a good like um a good parallel because mm. I mean I think like y you mentioned like being an introvert and stuff mm. um and I mean nowadays like I guess like if you define that as someone who you need like a rest every now and then to sort of recharge um I definitely like I can run for a while without it now um, because mm -hmm. I've had like practice but definitely like I still need to like come up for air so to speak. Yeah um and just i don't know i'm definitely i know that i do play like i i do play i guess like most people would categorize like soulsborne games as being like very hard mm. but 
I in no means would call myself like a hardcore gamer at all. No, um, same. <laughs> they're meditative the 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 amount of times i think again there's a whole book about it i have it here you died and like the light i got the library to the right um this whole thing is about it's like written by tune and fairweather who are doing vadi vadi's new game through vadi's new book um, and the whole premise of it is like the psychological benefits of um of being able to re like understanding that failure is part of a process you know like that's a whole other untapped discussion well not really untapped people are talking about it but you know again if we're going to use pie charts and visuals then i would say like, maybe 30 to 40 percent of dark souls talk is and like souls born talk or elden ring talk is about you know that aspect but then i think a good like six maybe 50 60 maybe 70 is people just you know throwing themselves at the game celebrating it animating it illustrating it uh, enjoying it loving it um and so okay so you started playing it and what was your like first standout moment we all have that moment of i'll tell you mine after yours though obviously but um what was that moment where you were like exploring and you're like oh wow something kind of hit you hmm. a moment of like a moment of awe maybe oh okay a moment of awe all right I was I was more of thinking about a fighting Margit. Um, oh, Margit, Margit's cool. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely not within the first hour of the game. Maybe like the first three hours of the game. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, I think it was probably just kind of exploring and seeing around because um, it's a very it's a very um, it's a, it's obviously like a fantasy game, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so maybe the closest, I guess, like relative it would have would be Dark Souls because Dark Souls has, to me, like it always came across as like medieval, like fantasy. Um, but there was a lot more like, I guess, greenery in it. Um, I definitely like was just kind of going around and just gathering things and observing. I knew early on that like, you know, part of the aspect of this was being able to ride on a mount. So I was like, okay, how do I get torrent? How, how do I get the yeah. horse? But even mm -hmm. though like nowadays, like he really does not look like a horse to me. He looks more like no. a goat. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, uh, let's figure out like where we want to go. Um, and I think starting from there, other than just getting demolished by a running away from uh, much stronger enemies at the beginning. Um, it was a lot of just kind of looking around to seeing just how expansive and kind of like how um, vegetated, I want to say it is. Like, yeah. That's not a good way. I really don't like describing it that way, but that's I, I'm cool. I, like a way to describe it. I, I understood uh, what, what you were going for. I can dig it. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, and, and like, it's funny as different people make their way through the lands between which by the way i just like did a speculative etymological analysis lands between fits because it's between whatever world there is out there and you have to cross like cross a fog to get there but also um you know i don't know how far into the game you are so i don't want to make sh i don't want to spoil anything but have you learned about the relationship that death has with the world yet like you know what's oh, happening with death I think, I, I think honestly it's i i guess i'm not too like concerned with like spoilers for okay 
or Dark Souls or, or like it's Elden it's Souls. in terms of the big kind of rung of of Miyazaki, it's like a zero spoiler, which is basically surprise, surprise, just like every other Soulsborne game, um, death has had its like fundamental nature altered, mm -hmm. which means that you know denizens creatures like nothing dies so it is literally a lands between birth and and death so people are just stuck and that's the premise of dark souls as well so and then i also think it was a tiny little nod to middle earth so something in the middle lands between yeah. so yeah i can dig it um oh that's i mean now without because margaret is like well-trodden territory here and i like the animation that i posted as well um I, maybe I'll cut to it if I'm not lazy in the edit. There you go. Yeah. Really, it's it's, it's based <laughs> on how it's based on how I don't know if you saw it, but it's based on how Margaret's um, like wind up animations are like so oh exa so exaggerated that yeah that you never I mean, know when to roll. You know, you never really know when to roll, and it's just his reach is. I that boss almost did make me like not really rage quit, but I definitely was like, okay, I think that I'm approaching this wrong because yeah. like even with the the summons and I don't remember who like you can actually summon as like a a helper of some kind. Um, mm. But even with those, that was that was a hard Tough. fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like not just like oh, I just need to like learn the attack patterns better. More of just like okay, let's rethink our strategy, which. I mean, I think, like, I guess if I tied that in with, like, software or anything, like, technical and stuff, I mean, you can't really be afraid to, like, fail and or get your, your ass, like, beaten or something. At, <laughs> at you kind of have to just, like, take a step back and realize, like, okay, is our approach wrong or should we, like, rethink our strategy or how we want to approach this? Mm -hmm. um, so. Or you can take the Albert strategy, which is mm -hmm. chuck on... I don't know what kind of podcast thing I was. I was thinking. I think I was um, wanted to listen to like a bunch of film reviews, people talking about like what they thought of the Batman or whatever. And I just I went to like a pretty farmable place, and that's the one of the benefits of Elden Ring is if you if you come up against a wall, there's no like punishment at component. You can like you can go around, you can explore, and so it rewards that sense of like if you're not ready for this, just come back later. You can still see new parts of the world. There's no literal gatekeeping of like you must beat this boss to see more of the story, to see more of the world, which I think, you know, FromSoft are going to have a tough time going back to their old formula because people really love that component. Mm -hmm. But I think the relationship that um, so from software games have with podcasts is a bit meta because like a lot of people if they're coming up against a really scary area or a really tough enemy they literally just chuck on either like some music or a podcast and they just or an audiobook and um and they just like hammer hammer away at it and that was market for me uh i was i just turned it into muscle memory i was like okay i've got to this much health i'm, I'm dead and then i just run up and then try again try again um but see you're you're just like me you don't see the answer in like some people see it in like getting really technical and like finding the right weapon and the right because you can take that route if you are a very you know calculated um sort of person it's who thinks fine. about exactly if you feel like um you know okay well if i get this shield from that region and that thing from there <laughs> then then it'll do this elemental type of damage but for me it's just i like that reflexes game and mm -hmm. i am so propelled by story erica like that's why I, I was drawn to your work it's for me all of this 
in a worthwhile way. I wouldn't take it away. Like I, I that's otherwise I wouldn't have a console. I would just watch stuff on YouTube, yeah. you know? Um, uh, but yeah, do you like another pie chart? I like pie charts. Oh, yeah. So, so your kind of you know, kinship with Elden Ring, your involvement, would you say, cause people don't admit it, but a lot of people is like, this is what they play, but then there's what they listen to lore videos to find out. And then they listen to gameplay videos to just peace out and just maybe zen out, um, you know, to just ex experience the world without having to stress about playing. Are you mostly someone who just plays the game or do you like to listen to like lots of lore videos and you sort of connect with it that way as well? Oh man, I definitely have to watch like a lot of lore videos to kind of help me like contextualize and like understand like what's going on. Um, because like a lot of it is, a lot of it, um, e even if you're very like attentive, I feel like it can be like difficult to really, you can get a lot of details, but to piece it together into like a, a big picture sort of way, I feel is a little bit difficult to do. Um, mm. I think part of the reason why, like I like Sekiro so much, Sekiro so much, mm -hmm. um, because it didn't really require a lot of it so i didn't feel like every time i was reading item descriptions like oh i'm just reading like random bits of information it was like okay you're filling out like pieces of a puzzle um for elden for bloodborne actually um i actually had to go and read a lot of lore videos or watch mm -hmm. a lot of lore videos because even if you play it through um it's not like immediately obvious. I, I, I felt like it was not like immediately obvious, like what was, what was like sort of the large, like cohesive storyline along with like the background of the whole, like deal with like the, um, are they called Yanam and, and, and the history of yeah. what actually went down, like the fish, fishing village. I think you're right. Like your law videos are this very important glue um, to the point where I actually think that Miyazaki caught onto this and said like, oh, well, looks like this whole digital archaeology archaeological community has grown up this scholarly you know community has grown up like discussing and lecturing and, and analyzing and putting piecing these together and then he, i think he was emboldened he was like well i guess i can make it even more fragmented so you, <laughs> you, you guys can do the rest and oh my goodness <laughs> yeah so i think Sekiro was like a little throwing us a morsel of like his a morsel of narrative a morsel a morsel of you know character <laughs> development um you know again we have a Sekiro podcast I'm, I'm still that it's a little bit in hibernation now um but i know it'll just it'll hit me one day it's like gotta call erica we have to talk about this that and the other little t tangent i think people will i think there's a um so sekiro favorite character from sekiro that you have or or boss or whatever uh, i think honestly i actually really liked wolf even though wolf yeah. was a lot um he was just really stoic and mm -hmm. quiet and very strong and yeah i i, I honestly liked him a lot um like it was always oh gosh i think like what i wanted to get my my husband well he's my fiance then he's my husband now when i mm -hmm. wanted to get him to do like wedding shoots it was like okay you know you could be like wolf or you could be the huntsman um, that's nice <laughs> or we have more um bloodborne themed um props i suppose so we yeah go with huntsman <laughs> okay does he uh, make props or whatever because i know you guys like work and collaborate i saw some photos mm. that's cool 
Sometimes um, it kind of depends. He does a lot more like oil painting, but um, I think when he gets the the chance, occasionally he does like a little bit of metallurgy and like woodworking. He's also just very in like the pie chart of I guess if we want to go with pie charts of things that he does and like interests like it's like you're gonna get like a sliver of like various things mm -hmm. um so there have been times when i did ask him to forge me certain like paperweights and stuff so like for the pictures and whatnot that's um, cool yeah the pictures and whatnot that i take like i have to actually use like paperweights otherwise like the paper just folds but, like this little i, I oh, really don't remember glorious. where i have this from it's like it's alexander's like tiny little yeah cousin. i was about to say it's so lid. adorable mm -hmm. he used to have a lid so yes i wanted him to forge me the lid because i lost it and okay answer a button okay well shout out to him he's he's husbanding very well husbanding yeah <laughs> he's doing very well that's mm -hmm. amazing um and we have to at some point if he wants to jump on any of the shows that'd be so rad mm -hmm. for sure um okay that's so cool um now again i i want to i want to be aware because there's some there's some stuff about the, the pot nobles oh sorry the pot the pot goblins or whatever so yeah speaking of which because we were just talking about sekiro um um yeah, so for me, the pot nobles are, are very like Ocarina of Time. It's like the hand coming out of, I think it's like coming out oh, of a toilet yeah. in Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this man, it, he very much wears his influences on his sleeve, you know, um, with like, I mean, Berserk is, is huge, you know, um, for the guy. Definitely. Okay, well, I mean, we can do a quick, quick little rapid fire of like your Elden Ring ID. Um, so mm -hmm. in terms of I'm pretty sure, like you said, you watch a bunch of lore videos. You probably are aware of maybe areas you haven't visited yet. But uh, I take it you haven't finished the game yet because you're still in the middle of your oh, quest. It's, man, I, I'm still definitely like I expanded a lot of the map um, by going through like some guides, but I'm definitely not very far just because uh, just because there's just like a lot of things that I want to do. So mm -hmm. I, need to, I, need I to appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of more things. Vati, my fellow Aussie, doesn't actually make it easier because he'll release these videos that say, mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, as you're exploring, like, if you notice this around the world, go there, it'll actually end up being this secret thing. Or you can <laughs> and 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 he'll sort of challenge you to, to, to take even further diversions. Like I've been in the in the lands between on a tangent and then taking a tangent from that tangent it's very breath of the wild you know it's very like there's so many things to do but but if you do i mean it's a rorschach like you can uh, which is the rorschach ink blot it's like you look at it and it becomes the thing you want uh, or yeah. that you perceive and um with the uh, lands between uh, i i don't know if this was the same if this is the same for you but because when you're just sort of sitting there and you just hear the soundscape and the music and the foley work on this game like it's completely unsung like you know the straps of leather and the chink of armor and the ringing of swords and stuff is just so inherently immersive that i'll just be in like leonia lakes and just sitting there and like just looking around looking at the you know the the clouds rolling overhead and it must infuriate people i was i was streaming at the time and i was like i just I just want to exist, man. This is like dream come true stuff. We, we live in such a fast paced, I call it the era of instant gratification and like ton of, like shattering attention spans. People are just so fast paced that when you, for example, when an Erica 
out there like chooses to just like take a very deliberate pace and not only that but like render what she's experiencing in this world in a tactile like mm -hmm. on paper hand hand illustrated way like it just makes my soul happy because it means like we're not we haven't left the old ways behind you know yeah the timeless ways i'll say yeah. so there you go cool it's definitely like it's definitely like i think i feel like i draw much better if i want to if i feel like i'm drawing i i guess like it's weird to like describe it but it's like you're drawing from like a genuine desire to draw mm -hmm. something um and it's like because i do also like web comics and stuff like on the side as well so that one is more of just like all right panel here panel here like swivel like over here i mean i think actual like web comic artists are a little bit more like cohesive or um put together than that mm -hmm. uh, but i think for me since there's just not a lot of um there's not really a whole lot of um the goal is to like get like stuff like out there um it tends to be a lot more fast paced um whereas like for these things it's a lot of like okay what is like how do we like feel like we're still like i don't know in sitting in like i guess like a hobbit hole or whatnot and just mm -hmm. doing like our handwritten like manuscripts um we were just watching like one of the lord of the rings movies um nice. so yeah i was like that's the font that this reminds me of exactly i like that your font head too and arion good good font um yeah i'm because because of what i do across the network i'm just all right i'll tell you a secret don't spread around but if you ever want a font obviously you can go what the font which is a site you just screen capture it uh good squirrel font or whatever but there's a cool chrome extension which any site you can just go to and it'll identify all the fonts and like immediately send you to like a download file so and i just think you know yeah okay okay already here's my little rant about okay. get ready erica so you see you know how speaking of the the flagging attention spans like with with youtube for example um the uh the conceit now is that seriously the dumber the mm -hmm. face you make on a youtube thumbnail and the the the, the least interesting and like more most basic font you put the more traffic you get i finally decoded the psychology behind it basically people who go on youtube i don't know like maybe a huge sect of them is just like stressed out people who just want to get distracted like probably most people they're under a lot of stress um and so they see someone embarrassing themselves for your attention like pulling those really awful contorted faces they immediately get a, a sense of like superiority of just like oh. look at this person prostrating themselves for my attention certainly i shall click and and take pity on you peasant you know <laughs> and and i just like categorically categorically refuse to do that i just think you know that's why i like the 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 ericas of the world like just oh. doing their own thing having their own website um i just really first of all right now on the screen in the edit erica's awesome website with all her eclectic awesomeness um and now erica's newly minted cool paypal thing wow you can <laughs> yeah. now if you do what she's doing and just like genuinely just simply appreciate it on that you know support in the energy in in, in the form of um like a transfer or whatever i always think when you do that which people should be much more free about doing is having like a ko-fi or whatever like tip jar system because um saying thanks is great 
um, subscribing, following is awesome, but there's just something really tangible about like, hey, I, I appreciate what you're doing to the point where the energy, that supportive, appreciative energy has now become something which translates to like uh, some funds or whatever, you know? The world, like, being, yeah, like tangible. exactly. Tangible. I, mean, I also kind yeah. of, I also kind of like kind of struggle with like the whole like social media thing. I mean, I think it's, I, I do you have a YouTube channel? Um, yeah, we've, we're, we're setting, I have, without going into my tangent, but like we're, we're setting up Topic Podcast Network, we're, we're redirecting people to it. But um, I deleted a 50K subscriber YouTube channel just based on having it completely, um, like I had a, like I call it algo prison, like I was trapped mm -hmm. by people who just wanted reactions and I was basically getting harassed. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> by people being like, we don't care about this, these podcasts. Mm -hmm. You should do more reaction videos. And I'm oh like, okay, so I'm just going to start again. So, but why, why did you ask? Are you thinking of starting one? Because I think you'd be fine. I think you're, you're very self-authentic. If you just put your streams out for your art making, I think you'll get, it'll just be this nice kind of home. Like Vati has created that. A lot of channels, Smotown, some of the law video people, they've just created these beautiful tight-knit communities. So I think something like that would, would rise up for Technomancer, I think. Yeah. So are you thinking of starting one? Oh, no. I mean, it was more of just like out of curiosity because, um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. I mean, like YouTube, I, I know for a fact, that, like there's, I don't really have like the bandwidth to like manage like the overhead of it. Um, mm -hmm. And trying to like decode, I guess, the, the YouTube, the Instagram algorithm, like mm -hmm. it's... Who needs it? <laughs> it's just like very much like i feel bad for a lot of um i mean i guess you don't have to like put this in but like i feel bad for like a lot of people that um maybe they make it like their careers and stuff mm -hmm. um no i want to i want to keep it in with your permission like that's mm -hmm. very valid to, to, yeah. to talk about mm -hmm. so it's just sort of that thing where like i i understand like it, it's very hard to like not get caught up in it because like even when you know like even when you kind of understand like how they might be structuring it and how like these numbers they're numbers right they're not they're not supposed to be like indicative of like your what you do and such mm -hmm. um that took like a really long time for me to like find i guess and mm -hmm. i mean now my goal right now like the larger projects um that i have are they're basically webcomic um i want to get that like sorted out um and continue working on these like illustrations like saturday morning soulsborne but um those are actually i wanted to like digitize like those and oh, use beautiful yeah I, I had like i hosted one today and i was wondering like i wonder like if people would like immediately like think of this like these vials as like digital or like sketch <laughs> because i mean they definitely um i do like sketching things but i have to admit that like digitizing them and being and like editing them in um in like well i use like procreate because it is yeah it's like, great i love that and, mm -hmm. um but using them as just sort of ways to like fluff up like technical like notes and mm -hmm. i don't i don't really know like how similar like i guess my grasp or like the way that i contextualize things that are like like network traffic analysis or mm -hmm. like coding or just like materials that people usually like to apply like a sci-fi approach to it. Um, 
I'm not sure like how well a lot of people would understand, but I do think that like maybe like a couple of people might be like inspired to get into it. Um, mm -hmm. Man, I'm just like flashing back to being like, I think 12 or something and <laughs> struggling and like, I think I was struggling in like physics or maybe I was like a little older. I, I know that I was struggling in physics. My dad, he's like an electrical engineer. He, he has, he understands physics very well. He has like college level textbooks and he shows me his college level textbooks, tries to tell me like, okay, so this is how it works. Like go read my textbook. And I was, I remember like, I didn't really come to this conclusion as a kid, but looking back on it, it's like, dad, like, I don't understand like the high school textbook why would I understand a college level textbook? So <laughs> kind of, oh, yeah. that's so wholesome. That's beautiful. It's, yeah. So, I mean, I guess like I wouldn't quite go into like picture book levels um, mm -hmm. of, of that kind of thing. But um, I think like having like a grimoire that people can just kind of flip through like one, oh, yes. um, one, it would be really funny to leave those around in like an office and just have like I don't know engineers like find it and be like what is this what um, is this yes yeah <laughs> um, if I, if I were to put my producer cap on because I wear all the various different hats of the topic podcast stuff um so what you have going obviously with your Instagram I just I really dig like that's the mm -hmm. first point of I think it's um you know people obviously conflate and maybe rightly the fact that like instagram facebook people trying to avoid facebook so they avoid instagram whatever for me i just i strip that away and i just think because i just it's not a personal chronicle for me i don't have to worry about like cambridge analytica information being shared it's literally just a scrapbook and i think you're doing the same thing it's like you're just using it as um you know as a portfolio or whatever yeah. so i really really did that allows you to go live and all that stuff um but that's a cool kind of like anchor and then you have your website which is this just really schmick like well done on that yes. and yeah the but the web comics i want to find more about i'm going to put them in the descriptions for people to check out um <laughs> and and then these grimoires now what you're doing i'm sure like however when maybe you're finally concluded your your journey and you've rolled credits on on um on elden ring it would be wonderful to be like okay and then just like bilbo because maybe you were yeah <laughs> a little bit you know the, the red the red book of west march I, I i actually have the replica here it's just Ooh. somewhere um that they came, made for the hobbit or they did and, and it's hobbit sized as well so and oh, it's wow. just like but it's somewhere in the house I'll, I'll find it next time we do a lord of the rings thing maybe you can uh, you, and your, <laughs> you and your partner can come on the lord of the rings one but um so what i would love in my heart is is so once you finish this grimoire take literally you can we can catch up in like 2027 like you can take <laughs> as long as you want but when it's finally done i will probably in the contenders i'll just maybe you might end up wanting to keep it for yourself totally mm -hmm. but if there is like an auction like i would totally be one of those like people being like i'd oh like to I, ten thousand or something like that just like <laughs> so much so many so many like erica hours of, of your life put into making it but then I also suggest like taking that grimoire to a printing place and saying, look, I actually want to recreate this, like duplicate. And you would just sell these like chronicles of one tarnished journey through the lands between guaranteed. It would just be something that people would treat as like an heirloom, you know, like I have, um, you know, the Norse edders here, like that are, um, they only made like 600 of them. Ooh. we're doing this stuff for god of war yeah so 
which is like just the old Eddas of the, of like the Norse myth, which is like, oh. was a huge, was, you know, uh, one of the touchstones for some of the like, Yggdrasil, you know, the Erd tree and all that. So I just think you've got a, a really wonderful and intriguing, uh, you know, multifaceted thing going as a person and as an artist. And, um, so I'm single boosting all of what you do and, and yeah, if you wanted to come back on to the show down the line to keep us updated, it would be so cool. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think like, and a lot of times like people, I mean, I didn't, again, like I never really came from like an engineering like background at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess like to me, a lot of like i was definitely not like the person where it's like oh i was hacking like sites when i was like in middle school and blah blah, blah. I, I was definitely <laughs> not one of those in, in that crowd um but yeah i think that like it tends to be really um really intimidating for people mm -hmm. um so it's just sort of like i feel that it's maybe just the way that like we've conventionally like taught it um mm. that tends to like drive people away or just think that they can't do it so i guess like maybe if it's just like a really really different looking format then um i mean you can grab like a lot more people and encourage them to you, not everyone is really meant to be like an engineer um even for me like technically like i'm more of like i'm more of like an analyst and stuff mm -hmm. we do a lot more like we do a lot more like analysis on like network traffic than any amount of like programming, mm -hmm. um, but it certainly helps. And I don't know, for me, it's just, it really does like change the way that you think about like applications and mm -hmm. like how things work and such. So I don't know, the goal is to make it so that there's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of things for people to kind of like look back and like use That's on. That's great. I love that. And I, I just think anyone out there, and I, I, I think you were maybe hinting at that too, is um, what Eric is doing, what myself is doing with, with podcasts and stuff. It's like, you know, the internet's out there. It's supposedly, it's going to be this thing, which has this, I, this boggles my mind, Erica, but the idea of the internet having like infinite storage, some part of me, my old German curmudgeon side is mm -hmm. like very suspicious of that. I'm like, what goes up must come, must come down and soon the, the servers will drop and it'll be like that show <laughs> revolution with Giancarlo Esposito. Um, but such as that we've now accepted that premise of like the infinite chronicle like i really encourage people to to just you know start 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 a little sort of um yeah like a little chronicle of their own and and creative stuff though so erica you kind of embody that for me it's like someone who's like oh, exactly and and that's let, let there be more ericas in the world for sure um that kind of ties us off for this chapter of you coming onto the show I think many interesting uh, stories were, were exchanged and I, I'm really looking forward to like later down the line, obviously, because we both have to like do all the things, I'm sure. Um, so, but what, what lies ahead for you for the rest of today? Honestly, probably it was either going to be like webcomic stuff or just like working on like some programs, um, possibly drawing. Nice. <laughs> Although, yeah, I mean, like that's the sort of, that's sort of like the thing of just, um, probably like the most amount of the most like quote unquote tedious thing for me to do is to really like clean up like some of the the digitized versions um i love doing that it's fun procreate's yeah. great for that just like oh my gosh touching things Procreate up you know? amazing i uh, i love it so much i designed like, this one on it or, or like touch this one up i do like Ooh. these um big abstract patterns and stuff 
It's like a oh my my zoom mask is so aggressive. It's like oh yeah, I was actually gonna like I I didn't really say it, but I was gonna say like oh like sometimes like you're you're kind of fading into the like the background. So oh yeah, it's regularly look at that. See, I can just yeah, I I know right. I can can cut off my own um like Sekiro style. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but it's just the easiest way to like cycle through. I could I could do just in the spirit of fun. I could just show you um what I like a little a peek behind a peek behind the ready check this out boom yeah boom mm. boom very nice you have like an occasion you have like a a, a background for every occasion indeed indeed Ooh, and the there you go so Mastodon and because these are all co- are all correspond to we have like thirty active ones but uh, I don't know if I hope hopefully I don't freak you out but I've like I've put aside 600 roughly topics that down the line, if I ever want to talk about them, you know, no, that's, that's the idea. Good. Yeah. That's good. There you go. Then you have just sort of like things that you can like work with. I mean, sometimes I think like this is a challenge of being like, I guess like a creative, if that's what they're called. Um, mm-hmm. You always kind of run into the problem of just like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you write about? Um, mm. I mean, I think for, well, I mean, like this, for example, like this was like a character that we made in, oh man, that's like a really- That's cool. I can see it. That's great. Yeah, okay. So this was actually my friend's like character um, for our, this is like a webcomic, like our, our webcomic was based off of um, the campaign that we had for this nice. game. Um, so I think I remember asking him or something. Usually I try to do like a character sheet for like our games and just so like we can visualize like what we look like. Um, that's but, beautiful. Thanks. I was like, I, okay, what do you want? What do you want on this? Like, what's what's valuable to your your <laughs> robot character here, right? I can dig that. That's amazing. I'm so glad that that was, because um, you have like a it, it sort of evokes a bit of a studio, and some people have the cup mm-hmm. where they keep their paint mm-hmm. paint brushes, and I was like, oh no, she's taking a drink from the paintbrush <laughs> cup, you know. Anyway. Oh yeah. That's I all think good. everyone does that eventually. Like, I think for me, it was mainly just I had like a cup of coffee and then like a cup for just dipping yeah. paintbrushes into, and I remember dipping it into the coffee. Oh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> not a not a natural artist. It doesn't happen. Well, it's been so so rad um, riffing with you today, Erica. I feel like I've made like a, a tarnished friend out there in the lands between. Yeah, great great to meet you. It was great meeting you too. Mm-hmm. I'll get this one all edited up. I'll send you the links and. Um, till our um engineering podcast conversation uh blood, <laughs> bloodborne podcast conversation yeah and um and yeah and sh- also and one more thing it's because um i quite like the kind of head he- oh, like, like, the, the these are flowers. great okay. i can dig them yeah. they've kind of because we have we have um like ones. yeah lord of the, we have lot of things but also uh, dark crystal and like that could easily fit in both worlds it's like this cool kind of I'll I'll make a note to watch the Dark Crystal. I've seen many comic books of okay. it. I have not seen it yet. Okay. Well, here's to Erica and to everyone else listening, watching. So you and your part, you and your husband, Erica, mm-hmm. sit down. Netflix, the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, mm-hmm. uh, and then while you're watching it, be like, why don't they have like an Elden Ring style game of this? Because mm-hmm. they really, they really knocked it out of the park with that one. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. okay. Anyway, it's good talking with you. It was great talking with you. Big hugs to you and to yeah. Trixie. Where I'm now part of the Trixie Covenant. Excellent. Want me to try to pick her up? <laughs> oh, oh my god, if you wanted to, that would be 
That's incredible. Um, I can't believe I mean, you're honoring us this way. It's a lot more cuddly than the, the little one. <laughs> Tracy? Hi, Tracy. Hi. This is... <laughs> this is like... It's adorable. Oh my god. She's, I think, eight pounds. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm feeling extremely honored right now. Oh my god, this my leader, my inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's just nap time for her, so she's kind of like, "Why are you waking me up?" But yeah. This <laughs> is amazing. Well, look, you've been beyond kind, beyond kindred. Make sure to have a lovely rest of your day. Hugs to everyone, you husband Trixie. Make sure <laughs> to have a good week as well coming up. And uh, yeah, I'll send you the link soon. Be well, Eric. Take it easy. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Bye. 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 See you. Bye. <laughs>